Oh my gosh, they come up through the drains? Yeah, like, that's a problem in Vegas. Uh, And so... That is disgusting. That is disgusting. I'm glad he figured that out, but that is disgusting. That is why I will always live in a climate where it snows and it kills everything. Yeah. I like deadly environments, aka killing, like, snow environments. I like my creepy crawlies to be covered in fur, <laughs> like a mouse. <laughs> kind of losing count. I don't even know if we should keep count. I don't know. But this is episode 12 and we are talking about how not to die, literally how not to die. So this week I'm gonna be talking about bears, bees, and Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> well when you said the bears and the bees, I mean I was thinking Dirty mind. Get your mind out of the gutter. Well, sorry. So I am covering bears and bees, but I'm actually instead of Battlestar Galactica, I discovered I decided to cover um scorpions because they're pretty much aliens. Scorpions are fucking nuts. I've never even seen one in real life and I have no intention of I I don't understand why people want to keep spiders and scorpions in their house as a pet. I would rather get up by an alien into an alien ship mm-hmm. and go near a scorpion. Well, okay, would you rather get probed by an alien? Um, okay. <laughs> hmm. That's a good question. It's like, okay, here's a scorpion, or you get probed by an alien. What would you choose? I don't know. Huh. I think it would be a toss-up. I think I would go, I think I would go with the alien, because I feel like the alien, if they were doing their abduction per code, (laughs) they would have to return me, they would have to return me in one piece, because that's just how it works. Mm -hmm. So, with the scorpion, they don't really care, they're animals, so they don't really think about that type of thing, they're just more like, get out of my space, hacha! I'm going to start out with killer bees, and the thing that made me think about killer bees was actually the other day, so the house I'm staying at is in the country, and it's on, oh gosh, I think like 300 acres. You have the perfect murder house. Oh gosh, it's so beautiful. Yeah, if you ever need to dispose of a body, we just covered up the pool. Anyway, the other day I was walking out back, and big hill that overlooks like you can see for miles it's amazing and down the hill on the other side are beehives like you know the type of beehives that you harvest honey from and I have been interested in beekeeping for a couple years you know it's been in like the back of my mind and I was like well I'm gonna go visit these beehives (laughs) so I walk down the hill and I get about 20 feet away and I'm looking at these beehives and I'm like oh look they're swarming cool because they they do that during the spring and the fall like they establish a new colony like hive and they swarm and I'm like well I'm, I'm sure I'm at a far enough distance 
Um, but then I start noticing that bees are like zooming past my head, heading towards the beehives, kind of like bullets. And I'm like, maybe I should possibly step away. And I'm like, you know, bees are really peaceful creatures. I will be fine. I was not fine. I had a bee crawl up the sleeve of my shirt and I had two bees get caught in my hair. And my hair was back were in a... They, were they like yellow jackets? No, they were like honeybees. So I felt even worse because I actually squished one, the one in my sleeve. I didn't want to squish them. I just wanted to shoe them because I don't want to kill the bees. Like they're, you know, they're making honey. They're doing their thing, you know? Yeah, keeping the planet alive. Yeah, and so I got the one out of my sleeve. It flew away. And then I got two stuck in my hair. And then one of the ones that got stuck in my hair, well, I had my hair back, like in a ponytail. And they still got caught in like the hair right by my scalp. And one of them stung me on the head. Are you serious? I'm serious. And so then I like just book it away from the beehive. And then I have to like shake my hair out. And then this was right before I was going on a walk so I could talk to my counselor. And this was right before I was having my therapy session. And so then my, my therapist called me and I'm like, hi, how are you? Right. Oh my goodness. Did you tell her you got stung by a bee and you were running away? No, she already thinks I'm loony enough. I don't, we didn't, we didn't, it wasn't of relevance to the topic at hand. So we, we were, it was good. It was fine. It's fine. Good. I was slightly afraid that I was going to suddenly develop a bee venom allergy and die, but I didn't. So. There you go. I mean, you I was. Know, you gotta watch out for those country bees. They're not as civilized as the city bees. Since I'm covering killer bees, it's actually kind of fun that you say that because killer bees, they're actually not really their own type of bee. It's not like, you know, there's like yellow jackets. You know, there's hornets and then there's bees, obviously, like bumblebee and yellow jacket and bald face hornet, you know, whatever. Right. So killer bees are actually a type of honeybee. Okay. Yeah. So kind of freaks me out a little bit. They're like the good guys. I mean, technically all bees are pollinated, so they're all the good guys, but they're the good guys we get honey from. They're a hybridized breed and they're called um, Africanized killer bees, which I think is a little bit odd that they're called that because they aren't really just from Africa. They're like a like a combination of a ton of different honeybee species. Like I believe their ancestry is not only from Africa, but it's also like they have Italian honeybees and Iberian honeybees and the Western honeybees. And so they come from everywhere, but they call them Africanized bees, which I'm not I, I, I'm not quite comfortable with that, but whatever. But what's interesting, too, is so how they got to the U.S. was they were quarantined in a lab in Brazil and they escaped. Oh, wow. I'm really confused why they're still called Africanized bees. Like, that really kind of bothers me. Like, I feel like that's... I feel like it's dumb, you know, if they came from Brazil, they should be Brazilianized bees. I don't know. Plus, like, Brazilianized, like, it sounds more like Godzilla. Like, it sounds scary. Right. Anyway, personal opinions aside on the naming, 
so they escaped from quarantine in Brazil in the 1950s. In the 1980s, they finally reached the United States, mainly Texas, and they started killing people in the United States. So that's kind of where, where like the fear, like, you know, in the United States, ah, oh, killer bees! It started right. in the 80s in Texas. Killer bees don't have any special venom. Like, it's not like they're more toxic or less toxic than other bees. So they just have a tendency to really guard their hives. And when they feel threatened, they're just really aggressive. So you know how I was talking about in last week's podcast about like, you know, if a guy had a heart that was like to the right and then his son had a heart that's to the right, like evolutionary wise, like they, for some reason, the combination of the breeds of honeybees just makes them super defensive towards anything. So they feel threatened at all. And then they just swarm and they're just really prone to that. So they're not more toxic. They're just more aggressive, which I don't even know if I want to use the word aggressive because I don't want people to think that the bees are out to kill them. I guess maybe defensive is a better word, I guess. That's just semantics, I guess. Quick question. So if they're just like normal bees, uh huh. I guess my question is why were they like in a lab then or like... If a killer bee starts out, is it like can a bee be born in the wild and then be a killer bee, or is it like from these certain bees that then made more bees? So I think it's from the certain bees that make more bees. It's kind of like what do they call it? Like a labradoodle, you know? Okay. Where it's like yeah. a a poodle and a Labrador retriever. It's kind of like that. It's like a new breed of bee. And it's from, like, different places in the world that aren't necessarily close to each other. So it's semi-unnatural. So it's kind of like GMO bees, in a way. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's interesting. They are so defensive of their hives that they will chase you up to a mile and a half. Yeah, most most bees, if you're near their hive or whatever, and they like get irritated by you and want to start swarming you or whatever, they only chase for about 50 meters, which would be like, I don't know, can't do math. But killer bees chase up to a mile and a half. It's it's insane. They're they're a little cray. Um, they're a little aggro, you know. But you know, if if someone's trying to steal my honey, aka money that I worked hard for, I'd be. I'd be like that too, you know. I'd chase you a mile and a half to get my food back. So, oh yeah, I mean it definitely makes sense. It's just like it's sort of crazy. And I, I think I always thought that killer bees were like a myth. Yeah, well, and I always thought killer bees were like something that you would, as an explorer, you'd get uncharted lands and you'd find killer bees, and it was I mean, something. I straight up think of like Willy Wonka. Yeah, or like Jumanji. Right, yeah. Where it's just bizarre. But no, they really exist. But it's not that they are more venomous or they're they're actually, I think, smaller than the average honeybee. They can basically get pissed off at almost anything. Sounds like me. Yeah. I'm I'm you know, at first I was like, Oh, these sound like me, but then other things that they get pissed off by, I was like, Oh, I like that. So they can get pissed off by loud noises, which I'm like, check vibrations Mm -hmm. i'm like okay maybe 
depending on the vibration, I guess a loud noise, vibrations. Like if it was like a jackhammer, yeah, that would be irritating. Yeah. Strong odors. So I'm like, okay, check, check, check. I get it. I get it. Okay. But then also shiny jewelry and dark colored clothes. And I was like, oh. What? Yeah. I'm not really. They, yeah, I'm not quite sure why. It's interesting. I, I kind of feel like they're moody teenager bees. Where they're like, get out of my room! Yeah. yeah. They're like, yeah, that's so weird. Yeah. Shiny jewelry and dark clothing. So, wear muted jewelry and light-colored clothing? I guess. if you The hard thing is, though, is that you don't expect to run into killer bees. It's not like you're like, oh, today I shall don my light clothing and my dull jewelry to go see the killer bees you know like that's the hard thing is it's like well and the other day when I went to visit the bees I put on perfume before I went which I'm wondering if that's something that set them off and I was wearing dark colored clothing too it very well could have been I wonder too like this is kind of going a step farther but I wonder if people with dark skin uh have worse time with killer bees Oh. And bees are triggered by color. Oh. Like dark colors. Yeah, I, I don't know. I didn't see anything. That's like a random thought, but I just. Yeah. Because that would suck. Oh, that would suck. You that can would. take off your shirt, but you can't really take off your skin. Yeah, no. From further on, instead of killer bees, they're going to be racist bees. There you go. They're, they are now racist bees. And we do not like them. So if you stumble across a killer beehive, what are you supposed to do? Do you want to guess? Uh, run? Yes. Actually, yes. Really? Yes. Okay. If, like, they don't really notice you, you just kind of, like, you know, kind of just back up slowly, leave the area, just like you would, like, any wild animal... I or like Winnie the Pooh, run with an umbrella and then find a mud puddle and <laughs> down in it and put the umbrella over you. Try to sneak away from a beehive. If they're chasing you, run like the wind. Humans can actually outrun pretty much every animal on the planet. What? Yeah, no, they can. Like for for distance, for stamina wise. Well, like, they, cheetahs are faster, but humans can run longer. Ah. Yeah, so, like, a cheetah could run for, like, 20 minutes, but a human could run for, like, 30. I don't know, actually, the real numbers, but. I can't run for more than, like, five seconds. But if you were chased by killer bees, I think it would be a different story. Because I don't overly, I don't really like running. I don't mind sprinting. I don't like running, but. The other day when I was having my bee moment, I I ran. It was yeah. the most beautiful thing I've ever done in my life. Wow. <laughs> but if, if the bees start attacking you, make sure that you cover your ears, your nose, and your mouth. Because if they get into your nasal cavities and your air pipe, they will sting Stop. the interior Causing it to swell, so you'll die of suffocation. You can't be serious. No, I, I'm totally serious. 
That's how you survive killer bees is you have to, you have to protect your, all your orifices. Hopefully you have pants on. So, (laughs) um, yeah, if possible, while you're running, run through brush or leaves or whatever. So then the bees get kind of distracted in the, in the leaves and everything. Um, if you have a shelter, like a car or a tent, jump into it and seal it off. If you're in a tent, or actually pretty much if you're in anywhere, and there are still bees in the car or the tent, don't kill them. And it sounds really weird, but when you kill bees, they send out a pheromone that lets other bees know that they're dead. So bees... serious? I'm serious. So bees actually, their main mode of communication i think it's smell they let off this pheromone that lets the other bees know oh my gosh a predator just killed me please avenge me so wow i i will i'm horrified yeah so if you have like bees still in your car in your tent um the best thing to do is distract them but not by like loud music or anything um mainly by just using like light so if you're in a tent turning on a light so then they they're confused about which way is up and down and where the sun is and everything that that can be helpful and then of course call 911 if you like happen to get stung you do want to remove the stinger but you don't want to remove it with tweezers because bee stingers on the end of them not like the tip but like the end that connects to the bee's butt has a little venom sac so if you try to remove it with tweezers, it will squeeze the venom sac and put more venom in you and it will cause more pain. So instead, you want to take like a credit card at like a 40 degree angle and slowly slide it over to kind of just pull it out. And then I usually put like baking soda um, and water, like a water baking soda mix on it that can help with the pain. Benadryl can help. Some people say like antibiotic ointment, but... The main things of what not to do, don't freak out, which I don't know how you don't freak out, but not not to panic. Don't panic. Don't jump in the water, which I'd probably do. That would be my first instinct. But Wait, why would you not jump in the water? Well, because when you're under the water, the bees will be waiting for you above water. So when you surface to get air, they'll sting your face. And then probably get into your nasal cavities and everything like we talked about. So, not a good idea. And then, obviously, try not to swat them because of the pheromone that will um, come off when they die. So. Well, I am now terrified of killer bees. <laughs> Are you ready to be terrified by bears? Dude, you've already, like, fucking made me so terrified of Sasquatch. So I feel like bears are even going to be worse. They're actually, they're not too bad. Maybe. How? Okay. So maybe just because we only have black bears in Michigan, so maybe I just feel more comfortable because black bears are less um, deadly. They're smaller. So basically, there are technically two 
type of bears that live in the United States. Well, I mean, in the, in the continental United States. Hawaii doesn't have any bears, and then I'm not sure if Alaska has polar bears or not. But, I'm like, the continental United States, we have grizzly slash brown bears, and we have black bears. So, there's not a genetic, really a genetic difference between brown bears and grizzly bears, okay? Brown bears just live more in the coastal regions they tend to get bigger. They're more aggressive. Yeah, they get bigger because they eat more protein like fish and seals and stuff like that. Grizzly bears are the same species, but they're just called a different term. And they're in Alaska, northwestern Canada. And then they're also found in um, the lower 48 states, but mainly northwestern Montana, Yellowstone National Park, northern Utah, and a small section of northwestern Washington. These brown bears, they tend to be smaller in size because their diet mainly consists of like berries and plants. Oh, and I got this information from geology.com. Just a whatever. I'll put it in the show notes too. Any, all the sort, like I'll put all the sources where I found this information in the show notes. Um, if you are curious or want to learn more or whatever. And then the most common bear in the United States is the black bear. And they live in Michigan. Um, there's about, there was an estimated amount of like, I think it was 14,000 black bear in Michigan in 2019. Well, I hate that. <laughs> yeah, it's not, it's not great. I mean, from what I've heard, it's mainly like up north and stuff like that. Like in the Upper Peninsula. I don't think it's something you really need to fear, but something you definitely want to keep in mind I mean because that's a lot I've always wanted to be like a camper like somebody who's like oh yes I like to go camping in the wild nope not gonna happen (laughs) I ruined that for you you're like I went on one camping trip and I'm like have you heard of Bigfoot seriously there's bees there's bears there's Bigfoot there's yeah my low (laughs) self-esteem Sometimes you just know where you're supposed to be. Yeah. And that's in the city. Yeah. You know, and it's good that you know that. I don't know that, actually. Like, I like the city and the country, both for different reasons. So I'm like, don't know where I belong. I will just roam the earth forever, howling at the moon. I'm the chosen one. Oh! You could be a werewolf. Na, 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 anyway. Um, so, big question. Why do bears attack? Do you know? Um, because you're in their territory? Uh, that's one of the reasons. So, I'll give you a hint. Um, if Jeremy was going to attack someone, why would he attack someone? Like, why would he fight you? Like, if you personally. If I pissed him off. Well, I mean, okay. So. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm not giving you the answers you seek. <laughs> so, bears attack pretty much because they're protecting their young. So, yes, things that they, like, you know, you, you're not your, his young, but he loves you. Oh, wow. I didn't even think about Artemis. 
I'm a great mom. <laughs> and then um, they attack because you mess with their food. Which I would assume Jeremy would get grumpy if you stole his food. I mean, I don't know. Maybe not. Actually, he's pretty okay. Really? He's really grumpy. He takes my food. Well, then maybe maybe we should I'm switch this over to comparing bears to you. Yeah. So, if anyone... If you're... So, you'll attack someone if you're protecting Artemis or your food or your space. Yeah. So Betsy's a bear. For sure. You're not For a sure. bee. We we've dis we've dis um combobulated you from a bee. You're now a bear. You're Betsy Bear. Most of the time I'm winning the poo. <laughs> I can also be a grizzly bear. Yes. Who will maul you to death. Yes. And that's what I like about you. You're very dynamic. Very dynamic. Thank you. It's mm -hmm. a talent. I like it. I like it. Thank you. I appreciate it. You're welcome. So, if you are approached by a bear, there are two ways that you should defend yourself, and it all depends on the bear. If you are faced okay. with a, if you're faced with a brown or and like slash grizzly bear, remember they're the same thing. Basically, they're big and they're brown, and they're a bear. So, if Not you face, it. yeah, if you're you're faced with them, you want to play dead. So you want to lay on your stomach, put your hands behind your neck, and spread your legs out. Because you want to try to prevent the bear from flipping you over to get at your face. Lay on, lay on your stomach, put your hands on your neck? Yeah, like behind your neck. And spread your legs out. Okay. Yeah, like spread like a like a triangle. Like make your legs into like a triangle. Okay. You just kind of lay there until the bear leaves. So you get to take a nap. I've oh my never gosh. heard that before. Can you hear that? What? There is literally a pack of coyotes outside of my house. Well, don't die. And they are... I didn't cover that. I don't know how to protect myself. Gee. I don't know how to... Oh, oh my That's gosh. They're like close. Shame, Anna. You're just gonna die. It's a good thing the cat's inside. Oof. That's scary. Is that like all of your family outside? Oh, they'll be fine. Um, they have a fire. Well, and and coyotes and coyotes in Michigan are pretty much like the same size as foxes, so they're really not that big. They're not much bigger than like, yeah, they're like a medium small dog, kind of. So, um, cause yeah, I used to think they were like wolves, and then I saw one at like a park once, and I'm like, wait, that is what I'm afraid of. Okay, that's stupid. Um, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um obviously if you are cornered by the bear and you have no option to lie down or whatever you can you know use force but you have to fight like hell like you got to grab anything near you and whack it in the face as hard as you can like you really don't want to fight a bear you really don't unless you absolutely have to and if you have to you have to unleash viking rage on them you can't hold back, which would be hard for me because they look like dogs. It would be hard for me because I would be, like, thinking in my head I'm about to fucking die. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's probably a good point. <laughs> and then with black bears, 
You do not want to play dead. So you do. No? The, yeah, you do the exact opposite with black bears. So you try to just get away. Just try to escape. Just get out of there. You see a black bear be like, uh, bye, and then just leave. And so don't play dead with black bears. And then they, they also, you can fight them if absolutely necessary by trying to hit them in the face with something. But if at all possible, just leave. Just get out of there. Don't, don't even just. Oh, and then you can also use bear repellent. But. Is that like a scent? Uh, no, it's like pepper spray. So you don't want to use. <laughs> so it sounds like bug repellent. You know what I mean? Like mosquito. Right. But you actually want to use it like you would pepper spray on a human. Okay. Yeah. So if, like, a bear's charging at you or whatever, just in the eyes. Basically. Don't put it all over my skin. Yeah. Gotcha. Real quick, though, according to Field and Stream, 2021 has been the year of the bear attacks in America. What? Yeah. So I have two examples of stories. One is uh, about a black bear and one is about a grizzly. So a woman died in a rare black bear attack in southwest Colorado. The 39-year-old woman was killed while walking her dogs. A 10-year-old sow, which would mean female, was responsible for the killing. Human remains were found in the sow's stomach and in the stomach of one of the bear's two yearlings. So remember, they like to protect their young. Yeah. All three bears were euthanized following the attack. It was the third lethal bear attack in Colorado in the past 50 years. And wow. then, so that was April 30th, 2021. On May 4th, a University of Cal- Calgary professor, David Lermitsen, went missing after a trail run near Wariporas, Alberta, so Canada. Local officials believe that it was a female grizzly chased Lertzman from behind and pushed him off a 980-foot embankment to his death. This, Are you fucking kidding me? No, I'm not. This bear just yeeted this man He, he just, she, she was like, I'm done. But that, that's why you don't go on runs. How not to die. Don't go on a run. Yeah, don't, don't. Don't run. Stop. Don't run. Why? Yeah. Unless you're running away from a bear or running away from a savage. But I'm really curious how they determined it was a grizzly bear because they never found the grizzly bear. Yeah, then how the fuck would they know? I'm guessing it was like autopsy, but then that also makes me think of Bigfoot, so (laughs) my nerdy sidekicks in then. My final uh, thing of how not to die from... And I'm covering this not because it's, it has any relevancy to me at all, but because I've always wondered. <laughs> and that is scorpions. So, this is how you survive. A scorpion. A scorpions, technic- they usually live in like higher, um, hotter and drier areas. Um, Don't like, move to Vegas. Yeah, basically like Arizona, New Mexico, parts of California... Um, Mexico, North Africa, South America, the Middle East, and India. So, like, I, I'm really, I enjoy 
the climate that I currently live in. I have four seasons. I have water everywhere. Michigan, Michigan is my place. You know, I really like the climate here and I really have never had the desire to live in a desert. And after reading this, I really don't at all. So the reason why scorpions attack is that they're actually like, they actually don't attack per se. They're actually very, very shy. And they, they don't like seek out humans to attack. Like, I feel like a lot of times, like, you know, there's so many movies, you know, where it's like, oh, the evil scorpion crawls across the floor towards the baby, you know, it's like, no, like literally like, they'll be like, oh, look at this is a warm, cozy place. And then the next morning you're like, oh, look at I'm going to put on my shoe. Bam. You stung by a scorpion or... Oh, look at this cozy blanket that I can curl up in. You, I'm going to put on my glove to get ready for work. Bam, stung by a scorpion. So all scorpions are venomous, but only a dozen can kill people. The Indian red scorpion is the most dangerous. Um, and that, But that pretty much lives in India, so we don't have to worry about it here in the United States. The deadliest uh, scorpion in the United States is the Arizona bark scorpion. The venom can easily kill a human baby very rapid, rapidly. So to avoid scorpions, basically just check anything that's like near the floor, whatever that a scorpion could crawl into before putting it on. So shoes, hats, gloves, whatever. Never leave young children and babies to play on the floor if you live in a climate that has scorpions. Always make sure that your doors and windows are properly sealed from the out, like from the outside to prevent them from entering your house. And which is, this is like even more terrifying to me. Um, you want to keep your baby's cribs away from the walls and curtains. And sometimes people even put jars underneath where the baby's cribs are. I think like they put the leg of the crib inside of the jar. So then if the scorpion tries to crawl up, it'll fall in the jar instead of crawling up into the crib. And that freaks me out. Like, I, I can't. I, yeah, no, I can't with that. No, because literally, I mean, the most, the most susceptible people to scorpion stings are people who obviously have health impairments, but then kids. Um, this is from Mayo Clinic. Some of the signs of symptoms um, of a, swar a scorpion sting would include pain, like intense pain, numbness and tingling, slight swelling, and then warmth. Signs and symptoms related to systemic venom effects, which is widespread, usually occur in children who are stung and may include difficulty breathing, muscle twitching or thrashing, unusual head, neck, and eye movement, drooling, sweating, nausea and vomiting, um, high blood pressure, accelerated heart rate, Restlessness or excitability or inconsolable crying in children. So, when do we see a doctor? Right away. <laughs> if, if you're a child or you have a health problem, yes, you should see a doctor right away. You don't have to see a doctor. Well, okay, according to the Mayo Clinic article I read, I'm not a doctor, so do not take my word for law. According to the Mayo Cl article that I read... 
You can call your local poison control center for advice if you have a scorpion sting. But if you experience severe symptoms like the accelerated heart rate, drooling, sweating, nausea, vomiting, whatever, then obviously go to the emergency room. In my personal opinion, if you get stung by a scorpion, just go to the damn emergency room. Like, seriously. Seriously. Yeah. So, I had a friend who moved to Vegas and back. Uh Uh-huh. And he said that it was such a problem, like, them getting into the house. Oh, my gosh. And he said that, um, what actually, they don't like lavender. Oh. So... He didn't realize it, but he was using lavender soap mm-hmm. and noticed that they weren't coming up through the drains. Oh my gosh, they come up through the drains? Yeah, like that's a problem in uh, And so, uh, using lavender uh, soap and going down the drain, it would repel them. That is disgusting. That is disgusting. I'm glad he figured that out, but that is disgusting. That is why I will always where it snows and it kills everything. Yeah. I like deadly environments, aka killing, like, snow environments. I like my creepy crawlies to be covered in fur, (laughs) like a mouse. Oh, and then if you are a victim of a scorpion sting and you're waiting for treatment, you want to make sure to sit up in a way that you can breathe easier. Make sure, obviously, to get rid of the scorpion so it doesn't sting anyone else. And then also you can relieve the pain by using heat or ice, but the heat generally works better. I had one quick last story from 12 News. Basically this um, guy's kid was running in from a pool and he came in the house and a scorpion stung him and he was three years old. So obviously he had severe reaction. It was really scary for his parents. Not only did the parents, you know, obviously got through this traumatic event, but the dad decided to create a non-toxic chemical that lasts for three years that you can put on your surfaces that prevents scorpions from clinging to surfaces to be able to crawl up them. So I just thought, I just thought that was really, it's called Scorpion Repel, and the guy is Mr. Gonzalez, who co-founded Scorpion Repel. And yeah, it's a one-time treatment to keep scorpions away, starting with a foundation in your house. I just think it's really cool that someone who went through a personal experience of a scorpion sting took their their fear and their concern for other people and put it to good use. I just think that's really fun. Way to go. Yeah. No, I I am a fan of his. I am a fan. So that's how to survive nature. How not to die when you're in nature. I feel much more knowledgeable now. I I feel like I could, you know, I I feel like I could survive. I, yeah. I I feel I feel pretty clear on things, especially like the scorpion thing. Like I don't feel as like, I'm still really scared of scorpions, but I'm less scared for myself and more scared of, like, when kids are around with scorpions. Right. Which is yeah. honestly even more of a reason why I wouldn't want to go to places that have scorpions because, like, yeah, I wouldn't want to build a life there because I wouldn't want my kids to get bit. But Right, yeah. Or stung or whatever. Yeah. But. No, I, I like Michigan. Yep. Yep. We only got the black bears. Like, cause even the killer bees mostly live in the southern states. There you go. So it's like the bears live north, 
but they're only black bears in Michigan, and the killer bees are pretty much the south. The scorpions are definitely in the hotter southern states. Michigan is a good place. Everyone yeah. should not move here, but everyone should. There you go. <laughs> anyway. And if you have any comments or questions, you can send us an email at hownottodiepod at gmail.com. And then in the uh, show notes of our episodes, we put our links to our sources. So if you're curious about learning more, you can go there. There you go. And so please don't die. Yeah, please don't die. I I've I've read too much about death today by bee stings and scorpions and I just don't want to deal. Please. It just emotionally I can't. Yeah. It's been it's it's been a wild ride. It's been a year. It's been like a life. It's been a life. <laughs> we don't need that type of drama. Please just take care of yourself. No, we don't. No. <laughs> and move your baby's crib from away from the damn wall. Seriously. Actually, don't yeah. even have kids. If you're I living in the southern states, like, just move north. Don't, don't, I just, ugh, it terrifies me so much. I cannot. I'm like, yeah, move your baby's crib away from the wall. I say if my baby's crib is against the wall. Well, you're in Michigan. It's different. That's true. Yeah. You're not, you don't have scorpions, hopefully, anyway. Ooh. Yeah. Don't even with me. <laughs> Tonight is not that night. Okay. Okay.